Choose life, choose a sport, choose a drop zone, choose a start time, choose a fucking big jump plane, choose turbine engines, speed, unlimited altitude, and endless horizons. Choose height, no low turns, and travel insurance. Choose jump tickets, choose tiny action cameras, choose your mates, choose a rig and matching helmet, choose swoop shorts and a range of fucking fabrics, choose 120 vertical speed and wondering who the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch, watching debriefs, spirit-saving slow-mos, smashing beers after last load. Choose standing on the podium at the end of it all. Choose a win you'll love every time. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you fly NZ Aerosports? Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe... There's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports, fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it, swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust. Like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot. The Crossfire 3, when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch. The JFX 2, if you're looking to up your new swoop game. The Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top of the line kick-ass stuff as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. Hell, they've even got a special offer for all you Lunatic listeners out there. Just head to pages.nzaerosports.com forward slash into the void. That's pages.nzaerosports.com forward slash into the void and follow the instructions to register a website account with them. 
you'll score a discount voucher with 20 bucks towards any purchase over $200. I mean, come on. You know you're going to shop with NZ Aerosports, so grab a little extra cash towards that buy and enjoy. The offer is good until the 31st of December, and the voucher is good for three months, so go register now. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah. Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. <laughs> All right, back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. And back to join us again uh, to talk a little shit. Who? Who are you? Well, after all the podcasts that we've done, I think you can just greet me. Hey, Olga. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fine enough. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Hello, Olga. Cheers. 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 Hey. That's the first time we're drinking tea. <laughs> well, with bourbon. Yeah, well, a little bit of it. That is, you didn't trust me on this drink because this drink is so fucking good. This is the shit that I lived off of hiking up to Everest. Well, I have to get used to it because I hope that we're going to make it to the Everest oh, this year. I hope COVID gives us a break this yeah. time. Yeah. Lemon, honey, ginger. If you've never tried it, lemon, honey, and ginger together. And then if you've got it, a little bit of bourbon, bourbon. <laughs> makes it pretty fucking good. They don't give you the bourbon on the way. Well, you, I suppose you could get the bourbon on the way up there. because I, I, I think we can take the flasks. And yeah. Well, I didn't drink us. it all on my way up to Everest because I was worried about uh, um, uh, altitude sickness. Yeah, and but now you know. Yeah, I know not to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is only one way to find out for myself. Oh, fair enough. Well, when we're we're supposed to, when we hit Namchi Bazaar uh, on our way up for the the jumps, which are just above Namchi, um, there's a, the highest Irish pub in the world oh is gosh. in Namchi Bazaar. They just make the whole trip way more exciting. Yeah, no, it's it's a cool fucking little pub too. Hey. hey! And just in time, I think we just got started, so uh, he can say hello as well. I know you guys haven't had a chance to see each other in a while, so say hello hello. real quick. Would you have? Uh, Say it again. Hello real quick. Say it into the microphone. Hello real quick. You've fucking done this before. What do you have on your shoulder? Is it an ice pack? It's an ice pack. Yeah, I I steal Dean's ice packs when I come over. So he just—he just, uh, I'm just—I'm just coming. I'm just coming in from from physiotherapy. So he, he just got through uh, uh, getting the shit needled out of him and doing physio. This is why uh, I've chosen the subject uh, that we're going to be talking about, which is new and old injuries and how uh, fun the old ones are when they just fucking won't go away. Oh, that's how I end up here in the can with two of you. Uh, actually, you guys are fucked. Actually, Both of you. Well, you you and I were going to have the conversation, and I'm like, all right, wait. A second, I, I want a third person to talk about being fucked up and injured. Who should it be? That's There's only one choice, sneak in. And, that, <laughs> and that would be who? Who are you, by the way? I have no idea. Who I am. <laughs> Too many injuries. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I, your head's the one thing yeah. you haven't hurt. Uh, so well, I feel a bit more relaxed than juniors uh, my, here. <laughs> my, my wife might tell you otherwise. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. Ludwig is joining us again. Uh, How's everybody going? Back in the can. So yeah, specifically, we're going to talk about. Uh, injuries. One, because one of us has another uh, new oh addition boy. to the body piercing uh, phenomenon. Uh, young Miss Olga got a couple of screws and a plate in, yeah. your, in your ankle. Yeah, it's my it's my ankle that I fucked up that recently. Well, four weeks ago, four weeks and How'd four you days. How did this time? 
this time. I mean, same old shit, you know, being clumsy and just putting my foot in the wrong way again. Well, see, that's the thing that I actually wanted to talk about specifically is, so you fucked up your ankle, but yeah. this was just, just a work jump. This yeah. was nothing going on. You weren't showing off. You weren't doing anything big. You just were going for a little bit of distance on a work jump. And next thing you know, you're under the knife in the hospital. Yeah. Well, that was a combination of many things like now that I think about that. Because in the beginning, I thought that like there is nothing I can learn from that. But then Pete Adam asked me, is there anything he can learn from my injury? And then I start rewinding and thinking about what exactly happened. And there was a combination of my parachute being pretty old because uh, the layer that I fly has 2,200 jumps on it plus. And <laughs> it's funny thing because I brought it to rely on to my riggers and they were like, there is no way we're going to rely on it until we do the pull test because right. it looks pretty fucked. Right. And <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, probably it's not going to go through the pull test and it's not going to survive through that. But it did. It actually did. It passed the pull test. So we rely on the parachute. But you know how like sun and everything, what it does to the material of the sure. canopy. So obviously this canopy wasn't performing as good. And it was um, this injury was a combination of the old parachute and me pushing a little bit too hard. I'm not saying that what happened is just the canopy that I'm flying. Obviously, I shouldn't stay as long on the rears. And when I when I went to flay, it was nothing else. There is nothing left and there is no juice. So I landed pretty vertical, though nothing that I couldn't handle. And I, I think just like the combination of that and putting my foot in the wrong weird way. So I couldn't believe that actually I broke something because when I landed, I was so fucking pissed. I'm like, no way, man. It's because I heard it. Mm. I, I heard it snapped. So <laughs> I stood up straight away. And I'm like, no. And then I fell down crying, like literally tears down, down, running down my face because it was so painful. And I was still hoping it's just a dislocation because the ankle looked pretty weird, like on the side and hanging. And my friend Ivan came in. He's like, yeah, yeah, it just dislocated. I'm like, fucking hell, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing, yeah, I have a plate and a couple of screws and a turn ligament and a dislocation, obviously, that comes with a, um, a turn the ligament. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's been what, four weeks, four days, and I'm going back skydiving on Sunday. It's going to be uh, five weeks. Wow. Which is a quick recovery. That's a quick recovery. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. She she thinks it's because she's been exposed to too much Chernobyl juice. Yeah, yeah I think it's this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's fucking that, possible. That, 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 that's definitely possible. It's but possible. you've been there as well. You should be exposed to that as well. Just a bit of time. Yeah, but bit. you were like raised there. You're, yeah, yeah. It, it's different than going there for a couple of hours and then... <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to being raised with it that was cool trip though that was a pretty yeah. cool trip see all this time i thought it was the mushrooms that were making her glow green in the dark <laughs> no. no no it wasn't no wow okay we should turn off the lights and see if she's glowing a little bit let's <laughs> try it so you just came in from physio you're using one of my ice packs sitting on your shoulders yep. and this is here's where you and i have a lot in common because that's not particularly new now no, it, this was injured, oh, God, uh, 2016. Okay, Shit. so a while back. Wow, a while back. five years, man. Yeah, that was, the original, that was the original hit to it, and then yeah. again in November. Of, well, what year are we in now? 20, <laughs> yeah, right, 2021, I think, uh, still? November, yeah, November of 2019. We okay. got injured again, and then I couldn't take it anymore and went under the knife in, almost a year ago. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's it's quite the long road to recovery. And they want to operate on it again. Yeah, of course, because doctors love to cut. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Well, now, <laughs> so th- that's the first real issue with the shoulder. But you've had other older injuries that still haunt you, yeah? Oh yeah, I'm I'm still in I'm still recovering from. Well, I wouldn't say recovering from. I was recovered, but just due to what we do for a living, um, I injured my back and had a microdiscectomy on two levels in my lower back what is in that? 2013 so that's where you have ruptured discs and they go in and they just kind of cut off the part that's ruptured oh. so they just kind of they kind of go in there just like ah, we'll just remove that mm. yeah and then do they replace it with anything they, no they don't replace it with anything for that and this is i mean 2013 so technology has changed a lot and hmm. um i saw and i didn't think too much of it but i took a guy that was um, a top leading surgeon in lower back stuff um, in for a skydive in around 2015 or 16, and uh, he he happened to be traveling to do a like a little conference or whatever. And I start talking to him like we do with the most of our most of our tandem students. And I find out what he does. I'm like, Hey, Doc. <laughs> oh, he must have <laughs> loved like, that. I'm like, Like you know, you know, we just had some fun. We got we had a little bit of bonding. I'm like, Can I ask you a question? Like, what do you think about this? He's like, Well, has anybody given you your you know 10 year plan? I'm like. Oh, ten year ten what? Ten year what? <laughs> He's like, you're probably going to need your discs fusing within ten years. Oh. Wow! And from the from the time of the surgery, and I mean, it's almost yeah, almost ten years. And yeah, I'm having all kinds of issues with it. I mean, it's insane what so many jumps that we do and does to our body. You never think about that, but on the long run, the thousand and thousand jumps yearly that we do, man, I oh, just yeah. fucks up our body so much. I had no issues for more than half of my career. How many jumps do you have now, Junior? Uh, a little over 18,000. Okay. Well, it's so, In 22 years. And I mean, I made it, I don't know, 13 years, 14 years without ever needing. Sure. Having, well, I mean, 2013 was when I had my first surgery and that was my first injury. And I mean, with, besides being a stupid skydiver learning how to swoop, yeah. where I, 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 I kind of hurt myself <laughs> once doing that, you know, when I was, when I was learning because i mean when i started swooping nobody was really teaching yeah canopy piloting so you have to learn i bounced once kind of hard nothing was broken thank god uh, but i looked down you know after i hit the third time from my bounce and i looked at my ankles i'm like okay everything is straight <laughs> and like, i move everything i'm like i can feel everything i'm like okay i'll just wait for help to arrive <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and luckily one of the doctor one of the skydivers was a doctor it's uh, uh what i'm finding is it's the old stuff that i knew i hurt myself but i didn't ever really get checked out and, and never had any you know specific diagnosis and because what Scott ever gets checked out right oh, yeah. well we Unless just learned to live with it right walk, you, you don't i can i can trace back and i've talked about it on the podcast before the one brutal opening that i had that actually blew up the stiletto that i was flying um and <laughs> i fucked my neck we've all done it or at least back in the old days when you had the heavy cameras and you've got whiplash i actually left a bruise on my chest from where my chin hit my chest that fucking hard um, on that jump, cut away and landed, managed to film the, the tandem landing by holding my head and then fell over. Um, and uh, this was 2004 Man, when I did this. Man, but the helmets that you have, I tried it on. It's fucking heavy. Well, and that's with only one camera on it. I had a much heavier camera on that as well. It was a massive camera because um, this is back when I think the PCs 
the the uh, mini DVs were just starting to get a little bit smaller. It was like the yeah, PC one thousand. Yeah, the PC one thousand was a, was the smallest one, and then and they, it was a then fucking pretty tank. much went away after that. Yeah, and it, even it was a big one. But I mean, I started on the old high eight ones that were literally the size of a fucking brick and almost as yeah. heavy. But if you look at Norman Kans. Pictures oh, yeah, back yeah. from the day. Oh my God, I, I cannot believe he. This yeah, man still has a neck. Hats off to him because <laughs> he was smart yeah. enough to wear a fucking neck brace. With but you that. didn't because no. you're too, you know. Yeah. Oh no. Hell no. I don't need a goddamn neck brace. Yeah, but, but you were like, like what? But like 20? even like even Joe Jennings was would always fly with wings. Whether even if he was filming free fly stuff, he had wings to slow Just the fuck down. Asked him why, and that's exactly what he said. He said so I can slow down before yeah. opening because yeah. like, I've had too many hard openings. Absolutely. Well, and this was this was in 2004 when I did this. I landed from that uh, one of the the active jumpers. Yeah, try that. You wanna try that lemon ginger bourbon tea? Lemon ginger honey <laughs> and a little bit of bourbon. It's delicious. Oh wow, that is good. Uh, I know. Uh, I it's fucking it's amazing. Um, but so I, I land from that fucking jump, and almost the first thing that happens is one of the jumpers there was a chiropractor, and his wife was uh, an MD. So he d- he gives me an adjustment. <laughs> now looking back at this now, holy fuck! I just had a hard hard opening and let someone grab my head and crack it. Oh shit! Oh, right. Felt it in my neck. Exactly. Ow. So I'm here. I am laying on this table, going, I don't know if this is a, you know, and he cracks my fucking neck <sighs> while he's on the phone with his wife. Who Maybe that's is, why you have a neck problem. Yeah. Right. Who has blessed her prescribing me, I think, like a buttload of Vicodin at the time. So I'm in heaven. It's 2004 and I've got a huge bottle of Vicodin. I actually backed my truck into a fucking telephone pole because I couldn't look over my head. And I was so buzzed off the Vicodin, I didn't care. I just drove away. And and for all you kids out there, this was before backup cameras and cars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so that jump, you know, I I think I was down for a week because I couldn't turn my fucking head to the right or to the, yeah, to the right at all. Um, and as soon as I could kind of turn my head to the right, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I should be able to go jump. And so off to the races I go. And then maybe half a dozen really fucking hard openings later, I stop shooting video, uh, at least for the most part, because I'm like, my neck is fucked. We'll now cut to now. Um, and for the last couple of years, I've dealt with a lot of neck problems. You know, my neck is always sore, not sleeping, my hands going numb, all this stuff. And I'm thinking, all right, well... Maybe I don't know what I've done. Not even thinking about this bad opening way back when. And I'm, I'm I did a couple of epidural shots into my neck, and uh, uh, which are horrifying. Yep. You were there for one of them. Yep. Um, not fucking a fun experience. I was did pale white, and uh, um, I finally go to a neurologist who gives me a proper MRI and shows me an MRI of every fucking disc in my neck is out, and now potentially I'm looking at disc replacement surgery or fusion on my whole fucking neck and this is from you understand you're not encouraging people to start skydiving no no what i'm encouraging them to do is to take those little minor injuries a lot more seriously because if i had dealt with this way back when maybe i wouldn't have had the the problems that i have to the extent that i do now um, it's all self-inflicted stupidity. I did it to myself. You know, I mean, it's, it, I, I just kept jumping as you do, you know, skydivers are great and with jumping through stop? pain. Yeah. Like, do you see any skydiver who is not no, injured? No, but my, my, and one way or another. well, it's a badge of honor, right? 
if you can jump through being hurt, I don't need that badge of honor. Right. Well, I've got it, dude. We got that. I've, We've already got quite yeah. a few. So <laughs> my badges of honor are hanging on all the fucking walls yeah. and all the scars I've got from surgery. So yeah. I think with mine, it's not that I um, am trying to, uh, you know, in, talk people out of it. Don't. I'm just saying if you get yourself a little bit hurt, fucking do something about it. Take the time. Rehab properly. Yeah. But most places, you guys, you guys know, like, especially in the States, um, People don't have good insurance. No. People are jumping to live. They're jumping to eat. Yeah. Right. If they and that, and that's the biggest thing that I saw in the states. I you know I saw friends that were that would jump in you know in like in your situation over with having a cast on, and I saw people doing tandems, doing everything yeah. else, and they're just they're jumping with a cast on, and they just pick up their foot for landing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, like, I've jumped like, injured. What, you, what, uh, jumped what are you doing? They're like, yeah. well, if I if I don't do this, I'm not gonna be able to pay my rent yeah. this month. Yeah. No. Oh, no. But Same. Hey, remember like me being broken-handed and I was just like taping my fingers one to another, <laughs> just taking if I can pull the reserve handle and you know just going for it or like. Get Although I'm gonna give you a little bit of shit about oh, this no, man. Yeah. because you weren't jumping then because you had to pay rent. You were jumping then because you're too fucking stubborn to stay on the ground and heal. <laughs> I just love skydiving, <laughs> man. <laughs> I just love skydiving. No, and we I'm had, not faulting you for that. And it's funny, like uh, me and Tooks, we were talking about a uh, situation long ago. I think was it five years ago, six years ago in Jordan. Um, it was uh, Tooks running the show. And in Jordan, I think after a couple of weeks, I twisted my ankle. And he said, like, stay on the ground. Just stay on the ground. You, That's fine. We have a team. We're all just chipping the same, like, envelope. And then we just split it between all of us. You're still going to get paid. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to jump. And so he grounded me for two jumps and I was crying, like like uh, crying, I mean, like with my tears <laughs> running down my face. So he said, okay, just go and jump. And then I fucked up my ACL, <laughs> like just because I was trying to compensate. So there is true in it, like maybe like the stubbornness that we have as a skydivers, we just want to skydive no matter what. Sometimes you have to step back. Well, so that's, me being wise. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, being why, I, wise. <laughs> that's why I gave you shit um, when I think it was your knee you were dealing with and you <laughs> name a bone <laughs> yeah you knew something was going on with your knee and you had a doctor's appointment to find out how bad it was and your mentality was fuck it I'll keep jumping until I yeah, know how until, bad it but is but until you know if it's bad or not and right? my <laughs> response was are you kidding me stop fucking jumping because it might be one jump away from you never being able to walk straight again and you're like no okay but it's me being <laughs> stupid and silly but junior right like some people are just paying rent and paying the breakfast for agreed, the money that agreed. they no I'm just then, giving you specifically shit or people that do it's that it's normal it's normal for, from oh, you like I'm so used to it well it just is like you're used to getting shit from me because yeah. you will <laughs> it's I mean it, and it's cool I get it I totally understand and it's it's admirable that you love jumping now much because it obviously it's what we do yeah. um, but now as we all age oh my gosh shut up <laughs> i'm not no chernobyl, of course not. Chernobyl. Uh, chernobyl yes yes although you, you did just you have just, a birthday you just had a pretty big birthday didn't you happy birthday guys happy birthday <laughs> Listen, now happy me. birthday <laughs> to you hey you guys I, know I it was uh, two months ago anyway so but thank but, you very much but but still i mean it was a pretty big one yeah I mean, you're, you're kind of over the hill now yeah you only Man, you can I'm you can start stalked. catching up to us. I'm actually stoked. I never thought I'm gonna make it that far with my record. <laughs> right? I want to be. Yeah, we, we didn't think so either. <laughs> 
I well, and I'm the same to some degree. I I, I want to be annoyed with aging because I don't fucking like it. All these old injuries are coming back to haunt me, and the hair gets thinner and the balls get longer, and all yeah. this stuff is just the aging stuff is not nice. It's a cruel joke, but I get to do it. So in that respect, it's pretty cool. Plus, we're all aging, but we're still doing shit that that at least in our day only the kids did this kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. I mean, how many old skydivers that you know that just aren't old? They, I mean, their skin might be wrinkly and they might have gray hair, but they're not fucking old people. No, I mean, I've, I've seen a few that are... <laughs> yeah, but they're way out there, but they're still jumping. They're still jumping, but man... <laughs> they shouldn't. I, they, they sh- I have no idea how they're still alive. Fair enough. So yeah. Are we calling the, names, though? No, no, no. We're not going to call any names. <laughs> if you're out there and you, you are one of those people and you, you know, know who you are. You yeah. Know. Fair enough. Yeah, but again, they're lucky enough to be there, right? Exactly. So there you go. You I know what I mean? My, you're going to go out your way. Yeah, for sure. matters. I'm nervous that uh, um, after the whole surgery thing, the doctor's going to be like, look, <laughs> stop jumping out of airplanes. I've, I've got a few of those letters right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, obviously that's the kind of thing that you need to weigh the risk versus reward, right? And I mean, I'll never put a fucking camera on my head again unless it's a GoPro. But uh, um, You don't have a GoPro. No, I don't. And I have no need nor desire to go shoot video again. I just, there's just, no. There's, what, if, what if you go into three-way? Three of us. What are you, how are you going to feel me? He's the fucking camera flyer. He'd just get one of them 360 ones off the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. For fuck's sake, they'll have drones that'll film for you pretty soon. Yep. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine that? You just jump out of an airplane, throw the drone, and it just follows you. It's, it's coming. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Matt Monsing did already with a canopy. Uh, I think uh, Pablo was jumping uh, from the plane, holding the drone. Open the parachute and then let the drone fly. And uh, Matt was just flying around him, filming him flying his parachute. That's the, cool. the shots are sick, man. It's just so, so amazing. It has to be. Yeah, it requires obviously skills, but he works hard on it. But it is, if you look at it, the footage is so fucking cool. You don't need anyone to, you don't need Junior to fly next to you and film you swooping yeah. the pond. You just have a yeah. drone flying there. The, the days of shadowing swoopers, I think, is almost over. Yeah, fuck that. Keep your drone away from me. <laughs> So what's on the on the uh, agenda for you trying to get back in the air? I mean, obviously, with all the shit that you've got going on injury-wise, most of your doctors are probably going get a desk job. Um, yeah, pretty much all my doctors have told me to get a desk job at this point. Um, <laughs> so it just depends for me right now. I've, I've got some, some pretty serious uh, degeneration in my lower back that they want to fuse. And this is, it's funny, like as skydivers, we, we start talking like, you know, L5, S1 and most, most normal people are like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. what, what is that? Or you start talking C6, C7. But every skydiver will understand. Every skydiver, every skydiver understands the spine, oh, yeah. understand back injuries. But. Oh, it was great. When I was talking about my neck, uh, um, one of the tandem instructors that uh, I work with who had disc replacement surgery in his neck, I was describing symptoms. I'm like, yeah, cause my hands and stuff are going numb. He's like, oh yeah, that's C5, C6. You're going to need to get that thing. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, and four or five is the shoulder, and yeah, and so it's really weird, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, so they want to fuse um, L4, L5, L5, S1 mm. right now, um, just because, I mean, there's almost no disc there. Yeah, well, and, then and I don't see you doing a lot of fucking lumbata on the dance floor, so I think you'd be okay there. 
No, not on the dance floor, but you know, in the bedroom, maybe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. That'll fade too. <laughs> no way. Um, and then, yeah, I've got uh, similar to what you've got going on. They want to. They. I'm just trying to find the right doctor. Yeah. I would say. You know, yeah. like it's. I've had a bunch of different opinions, but I'm trying to find somebody that is reputable that that knows i think i'm actually gonna wind up going to see your doctor here soon yeah this guy oh man he came but, recommended from two skydivers who are back actively jumping and he did disc replacement surgery on both of these guys yeah but they did they did uh a level less than what than what they want to do on me from what i've heard they want to do five levels essentially so yeah, they wanted be, all four on mine yeah so it'd be four four and then possibly one fused but yeah, the, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's it's one it's that's down the road. I'm not doing. I don't plan on doing that right and now. Yeah. What's the recovery after that? It's well, so ju- it just depends on on what what exactly they do. So if they fuse, and it's some certain if they do how many levels each level adds adds recovery time, and I've heard everything from six months to a year. Well, so no, that's that's for super active stuff. But I yeah. talked to the tandem instructor that had the the two discs replaced, uh, and he was told. Well, first off, he gave a great story of sitting in the recovery room. So he's just had two discs replaced, and I've had nine surgeries now. So surgery itself does not make me particularly nervous, but having someone cut into my fucking neck and do shit on my spine, that kind of freaks me out. And he was freaked out as well, and I think it was his first surgery, so 10 times so. Uh, And he, I guess he's sitting in the recovery room, having just had his neck operated on. He does not have a neck brace on. He's woken up, and he said he's just sitting stiff in bed, terrified to turn his head. And the doctor, who is this amazing guy, super quirky, like five foot six inch tall, uh, 130 pounds soaking wet Brazilian guy wearing suspenders and a bow tie, right? So he's like Pee Wee Herman, but he's a neurologist. Um, and he's super straightforward. This guy, is just he's, he's just got this kind of dry humor. And I guess he walks in and he says, uh, hey, why are you looking so stiff? And of course... He's sitting in the bed going, you just fucking cut my spine up, man. And he's like, look left, look right, and look up and down. And he, he does the whole way. And this look of shock comes over his face because he can turn his head and he's not in agony. And the doctor says, looking good, and leaves the room. Yeah, I've talked to Brian and he said it was pretty. he was pretty shocked yeah. like when he woke up. And he is like, it's not like so you leave in constant pain. Yeah. And then you wake up and you kind of expect a bit of a pain and there is nothing. Like the pain was never there. Oh, I like, asked what him. The f- fuck is going on how, I how asked do you him leave with no pain i mean i've been dealing with this for i don't even know how long it's been hurting and uh, uh i asked him so not including recovery time from the surgery itself uh, how did you feel afterwards and he's like dude it wasn't that the pain got better it's as if it never existed yeah he's still I, not recommended to do heavy squats you know the his favorite obviously but <laughs> I could live without heavy squats. <laughs> yeah. I can sleep at night and my arms don't fall asleep. I can live without heavy squats. Yeah, being able to sleep for more than like an hour without having to change positions oh, or well, waking up. Or sleeping with a heating pad or an ice pack every fucking night. I've actually had frost nip because I've fallen asleep on a bare <laughs> ice pack before. That is not okay. I don't understand what I'm doing in this room. You guys are pretty fucked. Even though I broke pretty much every bone oh, in my body, I feel like you guys are fucked. You are, you are on the same years. path we are. 
<laughs> you're you're going to be sitting in our seats very soon. Every morning, it gets Don't a little harder to get out of bed. Oh, you wait. You wait. Belarus and Chernobyl, my ass. Trust me. It's going to come back and bite you. I'll just go there every every summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every summer she goes. Right. Just go <laughs> dip in the Chernobyl yeah. pool. Yeah, just, go for a quick swim. Yeah, just get a bit of radiation. Too, but no, I had I had asked him. I'm like, so what, what did they give you prognosis-wise? And uh, he said that the doctor had told him if he was working a desk job, he would have been back to work in two weeks. Mm. And I'm like, I work a desk job. Yeah, My desk much. just moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, and again, I don't know because mine is more extensive than his uh, and is more levels than his. And it may be, what did they call it? A hybrid surgery where it's um, replacement and fuse. Um, but uh, to be able to potentially be back and flying again in three, maybe four weeks is spectacular, you know. Because um, obviously, I don't. We, we're working for a living, you know. So you have to be able to do that. But the option to be able to do that with this quirky little Brazilian guy is awesome. And he also uh, operated on another friend of ours who flies wingsuits, mm. who was back to jumping next to you know in no time. And he at one point uh, wasn't even able to turn his fucking head prior to the surgery. He was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because uh, Brian himself had said that my my uh, MRI looks dramatically worse yeah, than yeah, his, he, he but my strong. symptoms not are as, not as yeah. severe. Uh, or at least not as severe during the day. At night, they're fucked. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's funny how we find these doctors and then we just stick to them because the doctor that was operating on me is also one of the doctors that is operating on a lot of skydivers. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? <laughs> I equate it to gear fear, right? I hate borrowed gear. Borrowed yeah. gear fucking freaks me out because yeah. you just don't know how it's maintained or where it's been or whatever. But on your own gear that you trust, you trust it implicitly. You know, so it's the same thing with the doctor. As yeah. soon as you meet a doctor that you have a vibe with and you trust, yeah. then I'm going to latch on to that person. It's like having a really good instructor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I love the doctor that was operating on me. I came to him and uh, I'm like, I'm going to be jumping on 6th uh, of June. And he's like, uh, isn't it a bit early? I'm like, well, I mean, like, it's going to be five weeks. Come on. I feel very strong. He's like, okay, I have to give it to you that it's genetic or, I don't know, Chernobyl or whatever it is. You are recovering pretty quick, but please don't fuck it up because we don't have a longer plate in the morning, <laughs> at the moment <laughs> to replace my, my plate in my foot, in yeah. my ankle. But I'm like, oh, I love you, doctor. Yeah, you just, love him because he tells you what you want to hear. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's how I love them. <laughs> That's it. You bat your eyes, flash some cleavage, and the doctor, yeah, I'll sign you off. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to get that anymore. My hair's too thin and my beard's too gray. <laughs> Ball, balls are hanging too low. Yeah, a little too low. Oh, uh, from a surgery, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> too many too many hernia surgeries. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, and, there, and there's people that are way, way worse off than what we are. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. Um, people from the old days in Cross Keys, especially the heyday, will remember a gentleman by the name of Cameron McKinnon. Cameron McKinnon didn't fuck himself up skydiving. He fucked himself up by falling out of a tree while really high on ecstasy and having That's another how person. That's you injure yourself most of the time. Yeah, right? no? like, on the ground. And yeah. uh, another person landed on his neck. And when I say they fell out of the tree, they, like 30 feet out of a tree. Um, and uh, when we went to see him in the hospital, he had just had major surgery on his neck. He's in a full halo, practically in a coma, and the doctors are saying he's going to be lucky if he can use his hands again, yeah. and now this guy is doing yoga retreats, for <laughs> fuck's sake. 
Yeah, something to be said about yoga. Uh, well, there's just something to be said about the spirit as well. You know, yeah. this guy's like, fuck you. I'm, I'm not just going to walk again. I'm going to do everything again. Yeah. And he damn well did. You that's, know? That's, they did the same thing to Nicole. They told Nicole that she would never walk again. And yeah. she was like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm, of course I am. I'm not listening to what you have to say. And she just worked worked hard and, and made it happen. But that's the thing. You have to listen to your body as well. Because they don't, they're not in your body. Like sure. Maybe they've seen the same situation, same injuries. But every body is different, genetically different. So if you listen to your body and if you push a little bit hard, not through the pain, obviously, but you can you can be normal in sure, those cases. Sure. Although, like, I'm with gonna the, and with enough Chernobyl radiation, anything is possible. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, if you like, if you if you understand, like, you can walk. For instance, like, I know that I wasn't supposed to take the cast off a week after, but I I was listening to my body and I understood that I feel pretty strong. So I just asked my doctor if I can start using the air boot and uh, put like 10% of weight on it, and I start putting 10% of weight on it on, a se- on the second week, and then a little bit more, a little bit more, and I don't know. I just was listening to my body and I will was pushing through the pain and you know i think like the part of me recovering faster than any other human being is just because <laughs> <laughs> no no we're not going back to chernobyl it's because i'm doing a lot of exercises uh well, yes physical adapting, fitness adapting the physical to my fitness injury. has a huge thing to do with it if and you the are, mindset as well, well of you course know? yeah so, if you're in good shape you're going to recover quicker than someone that's not in good but shape that's of referring course. to nicole yeah. as well you know like because she won't she was pushing hard like yeah. if she would be like accepting what that she will not be able to do she wouldn't become a yoga instructor sure. or whatever you know sure. like, she'd be just give up Although sometimes, uh, I mean, you guys have had to had the same thing. Sometimes your body doesn't give you all the clues that you're supposed to have. Like here, I'm going to show you this. This is a trip. Put your hands down flat, anywhere you can. All right, lift your just lift your thumbs up. Just your thumbs. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that one doesn't come up anymore. The doctor that was checking my neck, he's telling me that you know potentially this can lead to um, loss of motor function and nerve damage and stuff like that if you let it go too long. And he he looks at my hand and he's all, "What's up with your hand?" My fucking hand's great. I don't have problems with my hands. So put your hands on the table, lift both your thumbs, and my left thumb just goes, nothing. doesn't go up. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy fuck, my thumb doesn't work anymore. <laughs> holy shit, this is... really hard. It won't go up. Why? <clears throat> you damaged some nerve, nerve yes. connection with... Uh, yeah. yeah, so now that the, the my thumb doesn't lift up. Not that I have a you know a lot of need for lifting my left thumb. No, but it's just uh, thumb. thumbs up. You're, you're, uh, okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Your, your future as a as a professional gamer might be up the door. Oh, yeah, right. I'm never going to be a concert pianist or anything like that. And you said penis, penis, <laughs> penis. Yeah. So I, I need your time there. It's it's a um, it's a well, it's a real reality check when you go to get your body to do what it's always done before and it doesn't respond. But then you know. Yeah, it's freaky. It's hey. freaky though. When I tore my shoulder for the second time. Um, it was pretty traumatic tear, and I went to lift my arm up, and I couldn't pick my arm up. That freaked me out. You're like, wait a second, holy shit, that limb is just not doing what I tell it to do, you know. And this was I was you know chucking drugs 22 days after shoulder surgery because I had to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, my uh, when I had my my slap repair, the slap tear on my on my right shoulder, and bef- just before the surgery, when I realized I really needed the surgery. Because I was injured, I talked to to my manager at the time, and we knew that I needed the surgery, but I was just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, yeah. um, trying to make it to summer. Because I figured if I made it to summer, then it was easier on the on the rest of the team. And I got to the point towards the end of the year that I would reach back and I would go to pull, and I could only do like 
a, a wrist flick. <laughs> I did the same thing because it was my right shoulder. So like, yeah. I, I couldn't. I, he took me off. He took me off tandems. I told him I, I can't do tandems right now. Right. Because I can't get a, a strong enough strong, throw yeah. on the drogue. And then I got to the point where I couldn't really get a strong enough throw on my pilot shoot to where I would just grab it and I would just literally it would just be a flick of the wrist to, to yeah. toss it out. Yeah. And like, like, and a couple times, a couple times it got in the burble. I was like, oh shit, oh, oh shit. Oh, that's <laughs> the longest fucking two seconds of your life. And when that happened the second time, I was like, you know what? I just need to. Yeah, that's to, to that's pull the trigger on it. In that two seconds of fucking pilot shoot delay is where you reevaluate your entire existence every fucking time it happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I was doing the same thing. It didn't happen to me so bad uh, when it came to like pilot shoot stuff, but I had I came up with this unique kind of a shoulder rolling elbow uh, drogue throw to get it out because I couldn't just grab it and extend my arm up. Yep. And it, that's, when, that's when you got to start to wonder, is pushing through worth it? Because there's probably a few hundred tandems that I did with a subpar shoulder that I probably shouldn't have done. Not not so much because I was risking injuring my shoulder more, but because if that went out, I've got somebody on the front of me. Yeah. Exactly. And if I've got a, what if I finally tear it completely and it dislocates, now I've got one arm and I'm in free fall with no fucking drogue on a tandem. That's yeah, that's funny. what you got to reserve for. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say that's why you have to listen to your body and then juniors yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you have no, reserved but, I mean that's Imagine. why that's why I stepped that's why I stepped back from doing the tandems because I didn't want to take that that sure yeah, that, responsibility, that, that responsibility. Yeah. I could fly for myself yeah. because if it if it comes down to it okay yeah I can't get my my pilot shoot okay I, I throw my reserve right but it's with somebody else in the front. Yeah, I, I, I stepped back. I was like, and I told him, I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't take the risk. I'm trying to imagine the conversation that you have with your tandem student after you've just fired the reserve at 11,000 feet <laughs> and you can't reach your fucking right toggle. All right, first jump course right there. Okay, boy, you see those yellow things up there? Well, and if you got a slightly heavier tandem student, they're going to be sagged down a little bit lower. They might not even be able to get to the toggle. Yeah. You're going to have to... No, have them just, stand up just, on your feet. You just to, release the left one. You hand it to them and oh, tell them to hold this here. As and you're you, spinning. And you reach yeah. up and you grab as the you, other as one. As you're spinning. By the, <laughs> yeah. Don't pay attention to the fact that we're turning. I'm going to fix that in a second. Oh, oh man. Oh, no, but that would be like, yeah, because the tandem reserve is also rocking, you know, yeah. like back yeah. and forth. And what, before you release both stuggles, it's going to keep rocking back yeah. and forth. <laughs> it's not. I mean, that's that's a hell of a prospect. You know, but you don't think about that when it's going on because no. you need that fucking paycheck, right? Yeah. I mean, there's literally a couple of hundred tandems I did that if I were to do them now, I would have gone, eh, this is... Man, this podcast yeah. becomes very wise and, you know, hey, guys, don't push through the injury if you have to do your paycheck. You know, like, everyone will keep doing that. Of course they will, they, but they this is... Will, but this at least, is, at it, least it, then we can say we told you so. Yeah, well, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, it's, it's not even so much, a, uh, uh, and I told you so, but maybe that guy that's borderline, um, you know, he's got another 10 or 20 jumps he wants to do before he's going to go get that shoulder fixed. We'll maybe go. Mm. Uh, maybe off season, you know. Like, <laughs> like hey, Just man, one more season. No, no, but now, like, I have the situation the same. Like, I have this plate and the screws, and obviously I, I can take them out after six months, but I'm probably not going to do that because I know that when I take it out, I'll have, like, at least two weeks to recover because after I'm taking the metal out. Yeah, is it what it takes? I don't know. I still have two screws in my wrist from yeah, 1995. Anyway. <laughs> I, 
knock on wood, no metal. Yeah. I have no metal on my body. Man, knock that's, on wood. That, that's the thing. Like, it's a first metal thing. And I came to a doctor after four weeks, and I'm like, uh, what is the weight of this plate and screws? And he's like, how much weight did you gain, Olga? <laughs> because, like, I've never had metal in my body. I'm, I have no idea how much weight it had. And Not that much. She, that's she's, what wor- she's worried about it for the swoop competition, so she knows whether she needs to take weight yes, out of her e- weight belt. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, but uh, now I'm thinking, like, okay, I have to take it out eventually, probably. I mean, I don't have to, but I would want to. But if I'm thinking about that, will I be able to take two weeks off just not jumping? Unless we all go to Bali again, you know, then yeah, then I'll take it out. We go to Bali to the Gili Island. And she gets an infection in her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In the, in the wounds from the dirty water. <laughs> but no, it's it, but it's also one of those things to think about. You know, you're a competitive swooper. Yeah. You're going for Zonac. How is the rest of your bone going to react if you have a, a little bit of a hard landing in Zonac? Are you going to wind up breaking your ankle above the metal plate? Yeah. That's right, because that's thing. one of the things that they say is that when you have a metal plate like that, it's. It's not the the initial injury that gets injured. It's it's usually above or below yeah. where the plate is. And, same thing with and the, hitting that zone act pit from high up, stalling the canopy, yeah. trying to get to that box. Well, it's, it's the same thing if they replace discs in the neck. Um, if it's just a replacement, um, it's actually pretty good. But if it's a fusion, it puts a lot of strain on the disc above and below the fusion. Right. Uh, um, because it, again, the fusion's yeah. stronger, stronger than the yeah. natural. Same, same with Junior says, like the plate is yeah. strong enough. So, but if I'm doing this on ACK and I'm landing up from the top, yeah, that's why I would prefer to take the metal out and rather yeah. break a bone if there is a case, you know, then break a bone above and then having plate and taking plate out and put a bigger plate and all of this bullshit. Which they don't so have here. He's ready. They don't have that. it yet. <laughs> I think we need to find uh, um, a nice place where we can start uh, Scott Ever's old folks home. Retirement home? Retirement, Retirement community? Well, it doesn't have to be all. It would be more like home. hospice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, these people are going to die eventually. Let's, But it's just going to be a bunch of people getting really fucking high and, and talking shit all the time. So it would be the most amazing old folks home ever. The parents just start, you know, giving them pamphlets for the for, for this guy. Imagine that. It'd community. just be a bunch of fucking 90-something-year-old no. people really high listening to Chemical Brothers and <laughs> with with fucking glow sticks in the corner. I'm not signing for that. If I have to listen to this bullshit of, oh, this hurts, that hurts, and that hurts. Oh, I'm no, the drugs will be myself. much better then the drugs will be much better we'll all be in our zero gravity floating chairs and shit come on <laughs> <laughs> okay that sounds, sounds like better. fun right come that, on that and we'll be virtual reality skydiving and shit and everybody will have their goggles on looking hot <laughs> that's fucking terrible <laughs> just the thought of what, it was that, what was the movie that that, that, that was oh uh, what Did that, that everybody that? lived in the, the uh, ready player one okay it was a really good movie yeah that one there was another one uh, the surrogates uh, yeah, that too. With Bruce, with Bruce Willis, where they, they just lived in... In other people's bodies, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's... Uh, the th- There's not much of a retirement plan for Scott Divers. What the what, fuck what, do we what, do? What a plan. What is plan? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, no, I mean, as, as I've gotten older, I've certainly thought about that. You know, I mean, I just rolled through... Fuck, 10,000 otter hours, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I've got more. I don't think I'm going to do that many in my future. Um, Not as many, I guess. No, no. And and I, I loved every minute of it, but eventually I'm going to stop flying the planes, and eventually I'm going to stop jumping. And uh, what the fuck comes next, man? We've made a living out of a very specific activity that doesn't really relate very well to the real world. Hmm. What do you I mean, I mean you yours, yours does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nah. I mean, there are, there are big grown-up pilots out there. There are. 
and they're just all cause, just because you don't like the fucking airlines. And, and they're all out of work. They all want my job. <laughs> Yeah, because your job is more fun. Of course it is. Absolutely. Of course it is, but um, it doesn't mean you can well, not that was a, That was, and I, I, hopefully I've got a, a skydiver slash airline pilot is going to come sit down with me so we can hash out the difference because I still to this day get the, so are you like a, a real pilot as well? <laughs> I'm kind of more of a, I actually do more flying of the airplane. Um, different kind of flying. Yeah. Different kind of flying. Yeah, you, um, don't, you don't push buttons and just sit back and, no. and wait. Oh, I've been, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do in an airline anymore. I'm way too set in my ways. They're not going <laughs> to let me fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got way too much fucking ink, too many tattoos, and they won't let me fly barefoot. I don't fucking wear that's, shoes when I fly. Do, do, they, do they say you can't you can't go barefoot? I'm once pretty you get sure the it would be an issue. Yeah, and plus, I mean, I'm barely wear pants if they if they didn't make me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's your past, you know, yeah. being a stripper. <laughs> you just want to take your pants off. It was off fucking every... great. It wasn't uh, it wasn't that long ago. Pablo Hernandez's wife was on the drop zone, and I came walking up to say hello to her and hadn't seen her for quite a while, and gave her a hug, and she took one look at me and she says. Don't we live in a wonderful world where the pilot can show up looking like that? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not really sure how to fucking take that. <laughs> but then I'm like, all right, yeah, that, is, that is kind of cool. But to this day, I'll still get uh, from people that don't know me, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a, a pilot. You're a what? Like a pilot pilot? Yeah, I'm an airport airline transport pilot. And they take one look at me and the tattoos and all that shit and go, oh, man. That's even going to be because you have another sleeve done, yeah, eh? Yeah, I have a complete another sleeve. Yeah. A lot of ink. A lot of ink. A lot of ink. It's oh, good. Yeah. Look, well, look at you. What? Big old. Th- have you seen her thigh tattoo? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. That's a matryoshka. Describe it. Matryoshka. <laughs> Describe it. Describe it. So yes, it's this, this uh, is not, Soviet Union symbol of uh, feminine. Uh, it's Matryoshka holding AK-47. Okay, well, <laughs> to those that don't know what that is, explain Matryoshka. what it is. Matryoshka is a wooden doll that you open. There is another one and another one and another one. It's more like more of a symbol of Soviet Union countries. And, like, if you think about Russia, Belarus, whatever, Ukraine, you would imagine Matryoshka, balalaika, bear, vodka. So it's one of the symbols that we use. Uh, and... Um, uh, I just like the symbol of it and uh, meaning that it's kind of uh, represents the fe- female part of mm-hmm. the Soviet Union countries and the fact that she's holding AK-47 <laughs> is just kind of a playful way that, yeah, we can stand for ourselves. And, uh, yeah, that that was done in Belarus by amazing tattoo artist Christina. She is just freaking amazing. I want to bring her and do more ink from her. But, yeah, but it's not as big as your sleeve, though. And this this is fucking scary I remember ghost. when he finished the first arm and he's like all right I'm done with ink yeah, I'm never going to get another I'm no never way I'm never getting another sleeve I've got it all done I'm like yeah, yeah. and all yeah. I was thinking I roll my eyes I'm like yeah okay whatever well and now I'm still spotting slightly empty spots on the new sleeve going yeah. okay what can I get here what yeah. can I get there it's not quite full well yeah I was I wasn't even I wasn't around I forgot where I was and and I sent you a message over you're like I was going to I was going to surprise you when I saw you but I yeah, I told another, you I was I recovering from a wound and you're like what wound and I sent you a picture of the sleeve yeah holy shit like Jesus Christ. And Junior, you only have the one on your chest? Or? One on my chest and one on my back. Oh, okay. We'll get him okay. some more. For sure. Yeah. We'll get him covered. We'll yeah. Mm-hmm. Get him we'll, a good, he's like, we'll see. We'll, we'll <laughs> get him a good sleeve. We got a lot of amazing if you'll have artists. Some scars, huh? If you'll have some scars. I mean, I've got, plenty, I've got plenty of scars. I, I could just start, you know, taking all my scar lines and making it look like uh, Frankenstein. Well, that's <laughs> what the, the left sleeve was originally just to cover scars and, and the... The fact that half of my lack, fucking bicep lack is of gone. Biceps. <laughs> yeah, because I tore it off on a water skiing accident. 
Yay! <laughs> Amazing. Not even skydiving. Well, so, collectively, how many surgeries have we had in this room? Oh, fuck my life. Name a bone that probably broke it. Well, I've had, I've had four inguinal hernia surgeries, um, um, left wrist reconstruction, left bicep reattachment, uh, two <laughs> right shoulder surgeries for um, uh, fully torn infraspinatus, partially torn supraspinatus, uh, and a sinus surgery, although the Brazilian surgeon asked me to list my surgeries, and when I got to sinus, he laughed, and it, pff, that's not a surgery. Like, <laughs> dude, they knocked me out and cut part of my nose away. Yeah, it's a surgery. Yeah, it's like same as, I, like, my, like, how my tonsils removed. I mean, I was out cold, and they cut they cut put parts of me off, but that doesn't it's still it's a surgery. It's a surgery. Like, They're cutting shit out of you. It's a shit out of me. I, I came to and threw up blood for the next, you know, yeah. six hours straight. But um, So nine no. for me, how many for you? Uh, I've only got five. <laughs> I think I have around six, maybe seven. But actually, there was a fun, uh, well, not fun one, but one surgery that I have that I would never find that I have a problem if I wouldn't be skydiving. So we had a Russian national record or whatever. So we went to 18,000 feet. So it was oxygen, obviously. And I, I felt a bit sick, uh, like, like just like, a clo- you know, blocked nose, a little bit of headache. But nothing really. So we go up, oxygen, everything. We jump out of the plane, and I'm trying. I'm trying to get to the formation, and my nose explodes with the blood, and like covers on my visor with the blood. So I just, I made it. You know, somehow I tracked <laughs> People away. People must have shit their pants when you die. Yeah, but you don't look at uh, you know the face really. <laughs> anyway, so I track away somehow, not hitting anyone. Like trying, you know, like lifting this visor a little bit, opening, landing. Going to clean my nose, clean my nose, you know, just water in and out, in and out, going again, going again. So it started bleeding in the airplane already. So the whole, the, the rest of the team looking at me, they're like, what the fuck? And I'm just, you know, ripping my buff <laughs> off, trying to put it in my nose. Don't <laughs> worry, I'll be fine. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so I land and like after three jumps like that, like landing with a, what's that? Yeah, go, go. Yeah. Um, uh, my, the, the captain of the team was like, no, Olga, you grounded. And I was like crying. And like, he's like, no, you cannot just fucking sky. It's not safe. I'm like, okay, fuck it. And I went to a doctor. <laughs> Listen to this. I went to a doctor. They checked everything. They're like, no, you're fine. But I felt it's not fine. It's not fine that I'm bleeding in the airplane or in a free fall. It's not fucking fine. Like too much cocaine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I wish, man. I wish it was a... So I... Uh, I kind of insist on the MRI on the MRI on my head and they put me through MRI machine and I was supposed to fly in South Africa the next day because I'm sh- I was sure that nothing will show not MRI right and they found a huge cyst in my sinuses Oof. on my uh, on the forehead yeah and they're like, if you wouldn't find it out, because this is a mucocele cyst, so what it does, it eventually pushes your eyeball out, and you don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. It just goes down. If you Google it, you'll find the fucking the photos are so fucking terrible. But it's not very common, because it doesn't give you any other symptoms but, like, headache and sometimes bleeding nose. But if I wouldn't be jumping, if I wouldn't go as high, like to the high altitude, and with the pressure that I had, you wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't and your know. Eyeball would have exactly. Out. Imagine me like having an eye patch or something. I can imagine so, that. So, <laughs> do, 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 her do, eye hanging down. Do, do, she like grabs her eyeball, <laughs> lifts up. She's like, "What's over here?" <laughs> yeah, but that's like a. Like, oh, that's what I have to thank skydiving for. Like, I wouldn't find. <laughs> yeah, if if I wouldn't be skydiving, I wouldn't find out. I, I, maybe I would, but maybe it would be too late for me to do the surgery. So they. 
here you there you go. Yeah, fair enough. Wow. Fair enough. I don't I, honestly, with the exception of this the, having surgery on my neck, the surgery's never really bothered me that much, and I love the anesthesia. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it is the funnest two and a half seconds you can possibly have. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my doctor tricked me last time. I didn't even what get happened? to experience it. Oh what, no! What Tell us. I want to know the story. On, on the last surgery I had, I was, I was, I knew that the anesthesia was coming. I was like, I, I had it in my head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to stay awake as long as I can, and just see what happens. And he's talking about doing the nerve block, and I'm like, so I'm like, are you doing the nerve block here or? Oh. oh. And I was out like what he, what he'd given me, which I thought was just. Um, like a flush for the IV yeah. was actually the stuff because he didn't do it in the operating room. He did yeah. it out in the in the recovery room before you go in. Oh. That's fucked. And I'm like, I woke up and I was pissed. I was like, that's God such a waste. Damn. I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> such a waste. You fucking trick me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I every time I, I know it's coming, I first off grunt and I try and do like the the whole uh, um, pilot uh, don't pass out G force thing and yeah, force you, all you, the blood into my brains. <laughs> And uh, I try and think Listen, of the most folks. fucked up or funny thing I can possibly say as I'm going out, hoping that they're going to be laughing as I'm passing out. Like, I had to have a hernia surgery. I was still a fucking stripper at the time. So the hernia is obviously down yeah. close to the important stuff. And uh, I think the last thing that I said was, uh, cut between the lines, because I had tan lines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cut between the lines. That's how I make my money out. I yeah. you know? So I always try and find something fucked up. But tell me, because I, I, I always want to know if it's a, a common experience. My rooms don't spin when they kick them. They do backflips. Your room. Yeah, when the when the drugs go in, you yeah. know how the room will start to spin. I mine never had a spinning experience. Mine does yeah, backflips. I've never. I've never <gasps> had a I get experience. to. St- I stay awake longer than you guys. Then. Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! No, mine never does a spinning as well. I normally look at the doctor and like twice already been. My doctor was saying like, well, "Are you okay?" Like after I woke up, I'm like, "What was the last thing I said?" He said, "He said I have a beautiful eyes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Well, doc, I'm single, you know." <laughs> like, <laughs> Leave it to Olga to hit on the doctor yeah, before yeah. surgery. No, I've, I've managed to every time stay awake long enough for the room to start doing fucking backflips. It's so fun. <sighs> okay, next time I'll try to do oh, that. Oh, man. Ouch. I mean, I know it's no, what killed time. Michael Jackson, but if I could go to sleep like that every night. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got possibly three more surgeries coming, so. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You we'll got see. the advice from Dean, though, right? Yeah, yeah I got the advice from Dean. Like, just, just yeah. Grinch. Yeah, I think I've got, well, with the neck, and then I know the shoulder needs to be reworked. I got to have the screws taken out of my wrist, and then I got to do something about these feet. So I got three or four more surgeries coming. Do they do foot replacement surgery? Um, well, they get, they do bunion re- removal surgery. That's yeah, yeah. So, it's like I said, things. foot replacement surgery. I wish. Oh my! If I could just have new for, bones. I know, I know you've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but for anybody that's not in this room, he has the most ugly feet in the entire world. I do. They're so flat that it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah. You would never see the flat my, feet. Like my, he claps them. Yeah, on. my one man uh, round of applause. That's all Dean with his feet and yeah. his hands. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. It's it is. terrible, yeah. Yeah, well, you can't be pretty everywhere. Oh. <laughs> are we going to pick someplace to be ugly? I guess feeder feed it. Yeah. Unless you're into that kind At of the thing. Lines, case, the lines, the lines, the lines. Yeah, tan lines and fucking feet. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're hideous. Oh, well. Yeah, and they're, they're not getting any prettier with age. That's for damn sure. Just oh. use a use a hydration, you know, like a cream a moisturizer. I don't think I can moisturize these to get any better. I'll try and give it a try. You never yeah, done. No, that's it. Victoria doesn't mind, so it's fine. 
<laughs> I have no idea. I neither do I. <laughs> neither do I. I love the girl so much. I have no idea. <laughs> so as we wrap up, we we've talked basically about injuries, which is what, kind of what I wanted to talk about. But the gist of it all is, uh, yes, listen to your body. Yes, push it if you have to to some degree, but don't push it if you don't have to. Yeah, Get, well, listen, listen to your body, but. Go go get it looked at. When in doubt, I mean, skydivers are so bad. I think I think most professional athletes are bad unless you're unless you're getting paid millions of dollars and and you know in the professionals professional leagues like sure. professional baseball, football, soccer, whatever. Um, I mean, get your body looked at. Well, I also think as a culture, we don't do um, our our um, athletes any justice by um, making it cool to be injured. Because it is, right? I've posted pictures in the hospital with a big thumbs up and laughing and, and uh, uh, Nitka when I was in Bali and gashed my leg open, got me to fucking have stitches without using a local anesthetic. <laughs> That's sick, <laughs> man. Yeah. That, that is yeah. not cool. That is fucking sick. I, I know. And it one. fucking hurt. That was, that was actually, I mean, I look back at it now and laugh because I started, I was sitting up filming and then I was leaning on an elbow filming and then I was laying on my back filming and then I was almost passing out. And what's funny enough is in my memories today popped up the picture of the first time that we were in Bali together where it was your- The pink the, scooter helmet. The pink scooter helmet. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. That was the that was maybe Followed two closely. days before I crashed into the ditch. Can yeah, that was that was just a that was just a couple uh, couple days before you, you were completely shit faced and the scooter was laying on top of you in the driveway. Yes. Well, I told you not to let me drive. Do you? All and have- then and he's like, "Don't let me drive." And next thing I know, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going down the road on the wrong side of the road as fast as Scrooge would go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you, did we all get injured in Bali like I did? You did, Junior. Did you get injured in Bali? Nope. Knock on wood. So we know. No, you got attacked by a big fucking red cock. Well, that's not an injury. That, that's that. not an injury. That was. But there was an attack. That was an attack <laughs> of a different kind. That's you, so funny. You got attacked by a big cock, too. I did. We both did. We both did. That was the. What, what did we call that? Because that was what year? That was a Dodge and Cox tour in 20, uh, 2016. 2016, that's right. <laughs> and we're just going to let you guys assume whatever you want about that. That's just fine. I think we've talked about it on yeah, here before. Yeah, I don't even fucking care. That shit was so much fun. I remember on that trip, uh, you and I were sitting back at one point, and we had met some of the most interesting characters ever, and we weren't really sure what the Bali trip was going to be like. This was the first night. Yeah. The very first night, and we had met through Nitka, another skydiver friend of our, great friend of ours. We had Who met some of the most- replacement nowadays of course of course (laughs) we had met some of the most amazing characters and uh, semi drunk the first night not really knowing what to expect leaned back and looked at each other and went this is gonna be a fucking good trip (laughs) and it was (laughs) oh it was amazing absolutely amazing that was the beginning of how many years in bali we got to go back oh please yes yep yeah that's where the retirement home needs to be on gilly t how about oh, yeah? How about we just buy a house there? And yeah, just... there's there's your fucking uh, virtual reality uh, retirement home. Oh. <laughs> you don't need a goggles. You don't, you don't need, need a goggles. Yeah, no, need no, goggles. Yeah, no goggles needed. <laughs> just uh, general and uh, um, and a, a nice uh, bourree on the beach. Yep. Oh. All right. So yeah, listen to your body. Yes, push it if you have to to some degree. Yes, but understand that if you're pushing it, uh, eventually you're going to be old and in pain like me. If you'll make um, it that far. If you make it that far, uh, hopefully, hopefully everybody do. does, and understand that uh, um, the little aches and pains that you're having now might lead to something dramatically worse. I don't know if I could have prevented what I've got coming, but maybe I could have. Yeah, maybe um, if you stop doing anything 
and just sat. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, if I if I had had my neck worked on way back then and actually seen a real doctor instead of letting someone crack my neck an hour after I fucked. So if you're not sure, go and do a checkup. It doesn't hurt to just get a professional opinion. Yeah, and technology is getting better every day. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. find a way to to deal with the doctor's bills. Find a way to to get those checkups to do something like that. Or get a travel insurance and fall off the bike when you travel. Well, you know what would be another great (laughs) idea too is especially in the states where it's such an issue to have drop zones themselves start networking with doctors wouldn't that be amazing just network with doctors go hey look doc we got a bunch of skydivers getting insurance health insurance for skydivers is really fucking difficult is there you know i mean could we work a deal if they work at this drop zone if they're an employee here that they can do a payment plan that they can you know get a discount because doctors have a lot of leeway when it comes to stuff like that or if uspa wants to be really good about something they would find a way to do insurance for Al? for all instructors that uh, some kind of group insurance that all instructors could could be a part of al if you're listening president highness <laughs> we we haven't uh we haven't you know we're not the first with this idea but yeah new, new people in in the in the seat in the hot seat and hopefully uh something can happen yeah well, who That'd else who, who else do we know out there that's doing uh, that's part of uspa i know we got a couple of board of directors that are probably listening here and there yep we got uh Director of what is it? Competition and whatever. Steve Hubbard's probably listening. Steve, walk he, across a, the hall. Fucking start s- to smack, smack Al. Smack Al. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Is yeah. Melissa part of it now? Yes, yeah. Melissa. Yeah, so. Melissa Lowe. Come Yay. on, step up. Health insurance. We gonna because we're just gonna keep fucking ourselves up, but we gotta find a way to make sure that that health insurance extends to the stupid shit we do on the ground and not just jump. Yeah, in, but so. then you can just take it to the have, drop zone and just land. Put no, your parachute I mean, if you next to it. If you have health insurance, you have health insurance. Yeah, right. And yeah. and that's the yeah. one thing that you know health insurance is so fucking expensive in the U.S. Yeah, it's so well, expensive. And in the travel US, insurance right? when you're abroad. Fucking get travel that's insurance. That's for sure. Yep. That's like yeah, the travel best insurance has saved my ass. A few I times. used it so many times. Yeah. I fucking drained this well, insurance we'll, company. We'll be, we'll be getting travel insurance for sure, and I'll tell you which one to, to get when we go to Nepal because they dug I me like out of the, a fucking hole. I like hole. Nomads. Nomads? What do you call them? No, World Nomad. Yeah, yeah World Nomad is what I had, no, and they are fucking amazing. They, yeah, they're amazing. I used them quite a few times. Oh, <laughs> like in Nepal as well. In Bali I well. fucked up my flight to Nepal, and they fucking reimbursed me for the oh, whole really? thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. There's, there's a few out there. World Nomads, Global Underwriters, Diplomat, yeah. International Diplomat. Bupa Bupa is part of the World Nomads. Bupa, yeah, yeah. Um, Abupa. So there's there's a few out there. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really good idea. So any Olga, last tips? Huh? Injuries, recoveries, what to do, what yeah, to think man, about. Yeah, no, man. I mean, uh, that's what I always say. Listen to your buddy, like you just mentioned as well. Um, I really am advocating because when you go to to a doctor, obviously they're very precocious and they will give you the the, the estimated date a little bit longer than it's normally for a fit human being takes to recover. But obviously if it, like take it as an estimated date and then just listen to your body and uh, exercise. I think like what I really advocate for to uh, recover faster, you have to be physically active. Like with my leg fucked, I still was rowing every day with one foot and doing like lots of exercise and adapting my exercise. And even though I couldn't hip trust 120 kJ and I was doing just like a bump squeezes, but still it helps your blow flow, uh, blood flow. Did you understand any of those exercises? You I, I, I heard something about 
hip thrust. That's all, that, that, that's all I heard was bump hip thrust. squeezes and shit. I mean, whatever happened to just going to the gym? Yeah, okay, that's that's do this. Just go to a gym, keep your blood circulating. And uh, if you have an access to Mumio, this is a Russian secret weapon substance that is in Altai Mountains. Get it? I'm pretty sure that also beside uh, Chernobyl pasta and radiation helps me to recover 50% faster than anyone else. Uh, yes, that's it, folks. Cool. Any, <laughs> any last words? Uh, don't be like Olga. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I recommend all of the above. I also recommend uh, um, if it gets down to with whatever you're dealing with, doctors saying it's time for surgery, get a second opinion. Cause and a third. Doctors, surgeons want to cut people up that's what they do that's how they make their money that's how they help fix people but i have known of doctors that like to cut in situations where it's not absolutely necessary so do the due diligence and if you can do it non-surgically do it non-surgically um it's always easier to do it that way yep. if you can but when it's time make sure you're going with the right guy yeah absolutely go right go with the right person get yeah. multiple um multiple opinions right so, uh, yeah, blue skies to everybody. Then uh, hopefully we'll go do a fucking three-way when we're all back in jumping condition. Cause well, I, I'm jumping on Sunday, boys. You just hurry up. Yeah, well, I, I could still shop. jump now if I was really stupid, but I'm not going to. Yeah, so. I, hope, I hope soon. Cool. We'll see. All right, guys. Cool. See ya. Bye. Later. Okay, there you go. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void in the Can. As always, fuck yeah, brought to you by... Icarus, that's NZ Aerosports. Check them out. Also, Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective. Hit to Pussfoot.com, check it out, see what it's all about. Summit Parachute Systems, Jarrett Martin, Badass Rigger, uh, teaching courses and building amazing pilot rigs, SummitParachuteSystems.com. And me, the fucking pilot, as always, thefuckingpilot.net, theprincesspilot.com takes you to the same place. That's where you find links to this podcast, as well as all the rest. Or you can just go anywhere you find your podcast these days. And uh, the website's also where you find both the books, the fucking pilot book, and the accidental stripper. See you next time.